Let's go back to your early days. Okay. As an archery champion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we did some research. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, wait a minute. I never told you that. Where did you find that out? Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And today, very exciting day, Karen. Yes. Super excited. Very exciting. We're doing our first face-to-face, in-person interview mm-hmm. with the star of Major League Training, episode two. Two. Erica Nestler. <laughs> Hi, Erica. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, super, Rob. You? Super. Doing great. Thanks for, thanks for letting us come in. Absolutely. And what's awesome is not only are we face-to-face with you, but we are in your awesome, awesome, <laughs> beautiful, like, uh, home but it feels like a like a retreat oh thanks uh you're living the dream every every horse crazy kid every horse crazy kid's dream to live above their horses indeed yeah and you get to live you've arrived i've arrived yeah (laughs) um yeah kind of crazy when you put it that way because uh you know i just uh it does It, it definitely has arrived i you know have Doug and Cindy Howe to thank for this gorgeous farm here at Somehow. Uh, and yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm right across the street from Boyd Martin and got a great farm, great house, awesome kid. And what else could I ask for? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we got, we, we have a great view right off to our side. We're looking, we have a nice porch that looks out over <laughs> pasture and Boyd's um, cross country field. Cross country yeah. field. And then out the other window, we have. Boyd's barn, which is beautiful, and, yep. and all the pastures. So yep. you are definitely living the dream, yeah. lady. Depending on how the wind blows, I can pretty much. Uh, Boyd just got a new microphone for cross country schooling, so I can <laughs> hear him loud as day from here, and can hear Silva in the dressage ring. So it's, it's great. Oh, that is awesome. That's so funny. Um, so real quick, yep. uh, just um, before we kind of get into your 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 origin story, yep. I'd like to find out about where people came from and everything right. like that. You, this year or every year, you stayed up here I, yeah. all winter. I stayed up here all winter. Uh, this is the second year in a row that I've done winter up here. I would say last year was not very winterish. It was very mild. This year was definitely a very brutal winter. Um, but, you know, my son's 12 and a half, and uh, it works. I, I have a lot of youngsters here, a lot of young horses, and... Uh, I guess there's 12 here and it's, you know, everybody helps out, but I pretty much do everything myself. So to pack up and move for the winter, it, it was quite an ordeal. And um, so far it's working out. And knock on wood, we'll see. We have Fairhill this weekend. Uh, Carter, uh, show name is right above it, just had his real true first cross-country school of the season with Boyd over at Windora. So that was great. Uh, we've been lucky enough to go down to Lock Moy. Carolyn McIntosh has been phenomenal setting up things that we needed to school up until that point. Uh, but happy that Windor is open again and kind of getting it rocking and rolling again. Were you so. working out in your outdoor pretty much all winter? Pretty much all winter and then went between three indoors this winter, shipped up, shipped out pretty much uh, four or five days a week with load five horses in the trailer and out I go. That's awesome. Yeah, cold. I definitely would prefer to ride out of the barn <laughs> than the trailer. Um, Ocala, uh, but, but for the record, we went to Ocala. We went the coldest week of mm-hmm. the entire winter in right. Ocala. It was two degrees warmer in Ocala than here. Pipes were freezing in Ocala. Yeah, yeah. It, we got it was cold. Um, the worst is when you're up here freezing and they're down in t-shirts and, and that sort of thing. But <laughs> no, it, it worked. It, I don't know that we'll be able to do that every year. Um, probably next year we'll do the same. The goal would be, I would say, Kentucky 2020 with right above it for the four-star or five-star, whatever it may be at that point. That's awesome. Um, so... How old is he now? He's 10. He's Well, in a late 10, so a September 10. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so... So maybe, maybe that winter of 2020. Yeah, or a hybrid, right? You know, go down 
I don't know that I would go down for four months. That's a lot. You know, LJ will still, you know, be 15 or so. It's a little easier. My dad's retired, so he was able to help out a lot with basketball when I did go down for Southern Pines in Carolina. Parents are great. My sister is is great. She flies in a lot and helps out. Uh, But I liked being home. It was nice. I didn't feel like a gypsy. Felt like I could relax and just enjoy life and just not be going full force ahead and the horses seem last year we had a kick-ass season all of the horses and all of the students so we'll knock on wood and see if we can duplicate that again this year oh that's awesome yeah yeah so you mentioned you have a son Mm -hmm. he's 12 you said yeah he'll be 13 in june so how are you able to balance being a mom Mm -hmm. running a business Riding at the upper level and also coaching. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is that we have, you know, Facebook, right? The memories come back. And I see the things that I have put that kid through and that I've put myself through. And I just go, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> I think there's, you know, a picture of him in a car seat. He couldn't have been more than three or four. And we're driving out the lamplight. I've got five kids in the, in the truck with me. No parents went. You know, and the trailer's full of six horses, one for me, the rest are students. I think I conned my sister into driving out to Illinois to babysit him. <laughs> you know, and he's riding around with his bike, and yeah, you just do it. And, and honestly, to raise a kid on the farm, it's great. You know, he's a boy, mm-hmm. he's all boy, loads of energy. Uh, so it's great to be able to say, go outside. Um, probably... So he's seventh grade now. So fourth grade, which is the winter I went down to Ocala for a solid three and a half months. I didn't do any trips home. I went down. I stayed down. I homeschooled him. Don't ask me how we did that, but uh, homeschooled him. And that went really well. And when we came back, he actually has been cyber school. So at least now I don't have to teach him anything. He has real teachers. It's, It's pretty much like taking an online college course. So he does that, which... Prior to this year, allowed him to travel with me to shows. Uh, now he's into basketball and and not one, not two, but three teams. Oh wow! Yes, crazy. <laughs> I I know, right? <laughs> uh, like I said, thank goodness for my parents. They pretty much, you know, weekends are horse shows, and yeah. when you've got your advanced horses and intermediate horses going one way, and you've got the four- and five-year-olds going the other way, and then you've got the students on another weekend, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's nice. They're, they live 20 minutes away, and they take them a lot awesome. nice to help well, out. Well, you know, <clears throat> you have a job where you work at home and mm-hmm. needs a home, so it isn't yeah. like when you're away on the weekend, you're like, like, a, like a parent that works out of the home, and, yeah. you know, you're, you still have lots of time with them. He is an awesome kid. Oh, thank you. I've met him a couple of times and he's just, uh, he's a charming young man. Oh, so you're doing you. a super job and, and same with the grandparents. So, um, I think I would like to, I have all different directions I want to go with mm-hmm. this interview, but let's start, let's go back to your early days okay. as an archery champion. Oh geez. <laughs> we did some research. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, wait a minute. I never told you that. Where did you find that out? Wow. We found a story. Okay. And the Delaware News Journal. Okay, yeah. In 1994. Wow. Yes. A young 12 year old Erica Nestler was a league champion or yeah. Saturday yeah. Pup high League score. archery yes. high score. Yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, so my dad owned an archery store uh, for up until the age of 15. He owned the archery store and grew up. I think I was shooting my first bow and arrow when I was three years old. Uh, never really got big into the into hunting. I was more of a target shooter. Yeah, sure. And uh, that's what we did. We we I shot archery, and well, I guess uh, was a pretty good shot, good eye hand coordination, and did. I think that my twelve or thirteen year old year was probably my last time. So the leagues were uh, Saturday morning for the juniors. And I would quickly rush from, you know, there to riding. I did so many things growing up, from swimming to volleyball to basketball. You name it, I, I, I did it. I, and But then I would always have to substitute my scores in because then horse shows were going on, right? And so I couldn't. I would be like, well, Dad, i got to go to the horse show. So I think being the <laughs> owner's daughter, then I was allowed to maybe go Friday night and, and shoot my score. Right. Uh, 
but we traveled a lot. We uh, we got to go to the I did Atlantic City Convention Center and sh- shot there. I think it was something crazy. My dad could tell you maybe. I don't know. It seemed like it was 80 yards, but it was probably like 40 <laughs> yards. But being this little tiny 12-year-old, I mean, my, my arrows went like sky high just to come back down wow. to the bullseye. But it was it was, it was was fun. And uh, yeah, That's it's one cool. of those things. Wow. Just, just <laughs> I forgot about it. I, you know, every once in a while the kids come in, you know, say, oh, we did archery in gym class today. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And That's funny. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, but. We just figured we'd catch yeah. up for a little bit with that one. But, yeah, wow. But let's hear about your riding. How did you get started? How old were you? And... Oh, geez. Uh, so my aunt and uncle uh, did standard bread racing, and they had a farm down in Middletown, Delaware. And I remember going there for Christmases and holidays, and they always had babies on the farm and just loved the horses. And then my dad was uh, the sergeant for the mounted unit for Wilmington Police. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I was always in the stables there riding, you know, these massive police horses and loving them. And then they put me in a camp, and I'll never forget, they lied about my age. You had to be six years old to do the camp at Carousel, and they said I was six, and I think I was five. <laughs> and went and did one week of camp at Carousel, and then... They quickly signed me up for a second camp and then a third camp. And then from there, it was taking your weekly lessons. And then it was lessons twice a week. And I think I did that through six and a half. And then through the mounted unit, uh, somebody, my dad got a hold of this hunter pony that was this awesome made push button hunter pony. And we got to free lease it. So we kept it uh, with Tina Graham at Barley Mill Stables, which I think is since shut down and um we did the hunters and i think that lasted for about a year and then i got really bored and it was just around in circles and tons of ribbons and i just it was very boring and then at this time the police force was disbanding and they found a home out um on next to mary bell lane so next to gateway stables for the police horses to be retired when my dad's out hacking one day, he came across this trail ride of all these camp kids and Marie Jakubowskis and anybody that knows Gateway knows how busy that place used to be. So um, we moved my pony there, and then one pony became two ponies. Um, And they were never, like, they were always the free pony or the pony that I muck stalls for. Mm -hmm. And then same thing, worked off my board and, and... got into pony club and did pony club a lot so never truly evented until I was probably 10 or 11 you know I'd I'd go do something at an event um back when it was like the USE or no what was it um gosh what did it used to be called I don't know yeah it was like the I forget it was like five letters or something but it was Hmm. weird or USCTA United States Combined Training Association Uh, yeah that sounds right yeah and um would go to those events and jump around training and I think I took the pony once prelim way back in the day when you know that's like going novice now right (laughs) and uh dressage didn't exist and head would be straight up in the air and just kind of cowgirled it (laughs) Uh, he had literally cowgirled it and yeah pony club through the b level and uh, yeah, so let's see. I was at probably at Gateway from, so what was that, seven and a half to 12 and a half. And Marie used to take me, you know, to the sales, and I'd hop on ponies bareback with a halter and lead. Back then it was no helmets, right? And you'd get on and see how they went, and we'd brought them home. And I'll never forget, I sold my first, I got my commission on my first pony when I was <laughs> 10 years old. You know, I got $100 off my board, wow. right, oh, wow. for helping sell, train the pony. Um, and then, yeah, I think we got my first horse when I was 12. And if anybody knows Carter, you won't be surprised. The horse was about 16'3", and I was all of, you know, five foot, right? And this horse was massive, and he was not a fan of of the jumping, so we did a lot of dressage. So I did dressage with um, Danny Toscano, who's a local rider here that Mm -hmm. got up through the FEI levels, and then also Susie Buchanan. And 
really DQ'd it up. So I'm probably one of the only event riders that actually says I like dressage at this point. <laughs> really? I love the dressage, yes. Um, Would you say that's your favorite phase? Right no. Now? I just said I loved it. <laughs> yeah, definitely not my favorite phase. But, I, you know, I, and back then I did the rated dressage shows as, as a kid and still do the rated dressage shows now. Um, and then, let's see, from there, I mean, I was always from Gateway and I was at Pony Island. And then I think I, through Pony Club, I did Pony Club games and oh, yeah. Polo Cross yeah. and I mean, you name it. Oh, wow, I did it, you know, nationals every year. Oh, that's cool. And so how were you, how long did you keep going? I, well, I did, I did Pony Club through 18, but I think my last nationals was probably 16 because at that point, I mean, back, well, backing up, I, um, met Bonnie Malser through some pony club function. So got in riding with her when I was 14, 15, got to meet Philip. You know, she rode with Philip then. And then from Bonnie, um, got in through pony club again with Heidi White and, uh, was with Heidi for a very long time. Um, so Heidi was in her own farm and I had both of my horses there and then I, uh, let's see, she was, I was probably at her farm through 16, and then from there she moved to Phillips. So I got to work side by side, you know, learned basically everything I know about taking care of a horse from Colby Saddington. She's married now, but Colby, who was Phillips groom through 96 and 2000, and I think 2004 Olympics. Hmm. So Was he in the same farm as he yeah, is today? Yeah, so actually back then he was in the upper barn. Uh, which is no longer that was the barn that burned down uh, when Boyd and Silva mm. were there but he was renting it out it used to be called Five Star and um, a dressage rider was in the bottom oh, barn cool. and so uh, and then I believe I mean um, his him and I think it was maybe the gardeners I think there was three people involved bought the farm and it became True Prospect so mm. um, yeah how about that yeah so I mean I, I, I say I say to people a lot that uh, you know this is this is my hometown. This is where I've been riding here in a ten mile radius my whole ever since I was five, right? Wow. So a lot of people are transplants in, I say, or you know, come here with the eventing bug, but to me it's it's this is just where I've always been. Yeah, Unionville is like a, like a like a like a Australian territory, I think, yeah. at this point. Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> yeah, it could be its own little uh. for sure. So um so yeah, so did I mean I was always needing to, to make a buck, right? You know, my, my parents were very supportive. Uh, my grandparents, especially uh, my, my mom's dad, was the one that drove me all over God's creation, getting to the riding and everywhere I needed to be, picked up from school and back and forth. But, um, yeah, lots of cool things. You know, got to go down to Aiken, got to go to some very cool shows, groomed for Heidi through... Uh, Kentucky, Burley, and oh, wow. you know, so was with her for a very, very long time. I, th- I want to say probably till nonstop until '01, except for a little blip in there my senior year in high school wow. when I had a car accident and kind of gave up horses for a little while. Uh, that uh, happen. Yeah. Did you did you go to work for yourself at that point, or did you move? Yeah. On? No. I um, so '01. Um, I you know would have a few students or even when I worked for Heidi I had students well you know when we got down the barn before late night you know so between three and eight I'd go and teach pony club lessons and teach other other kids and ride their horses and uh and then I so yeah so probably oh three went out on my own and the first farm that I rented was small eight eight acres five stalls and uh, actually, uh, Megan McGill, who did the riding in the training video, yep. she came with. She started riding with me at some point at that at that age. And so we just actually tonight talked about it that she was four when she started riding with me. And how old is she now? Seventeen. Wow. Yeah, that is so, awesome. And she's followed me. I think it's been like five barns now at wow. this point. Like she just keeps going with me <laughs> wherever fantastic. I go. So um, yeah. So you know, and then. I think I was there for a couple of years, and then I went to Broad Run Farm, which is right on in Marshallton. Um, so right past Plantation, almost oh, okay. like on the other side. So of, still within the yep, yep, <laughs> still within the same area. And I was there for a good uh, six and a half years. You know, LJ was born in '05, and we uh, I think I started renting that barn in the uh, winter of '06. 
So uh, right before he turned a year old. I think, well, I think Karen, actually, yes. met, we met you. Trying you were course. pregnant. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those days I don't recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. where was that? I don't know. It's Fairwinds, maybe? No, it was, it was, it was we like, were looking like, at one of your horses. Oh, no. You yeah. guys, yes. Mr. Mojo. Yes. Yes. So you guys would have come, actually, um, that would have been Ballinor Farm, the one on Northbrook Road. Okay. Right off of 926. Yeah, like your ring was like... The front yard. The front yard, a, right on the road. Yeah, yeah. right yep. on the road. Front yard. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I have plenty of horses that were naughty that ended up in the middle of the road. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like, it, it, you, I made it work. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have two pennies sure. to scratch oh, yeah. against each other. We were, like, yeah. we, we, we were like, wow, that Erica, she's a, she's a tough cookie. She's got her <laughs> pregnant. And she, I, horses being a little naughty as you were trying it. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, geez, it's one of these. Uh, don't don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I had camp. You know, back then I did I did summer camp every week, right? Because running a boarding facility, you, it, they don't make money, right? So you're teaching lessons, running camp, and I I'll never forget. I had to that Thursday. Um, I remember the kids, this, the story goes, the kids were saying that Miss Erica was tired all day and, and, and on the futon most of the day. <laughs> and then everybody got the call that Friday morning, like, oh, I think I'm going into labor, guys. Like, no camp today, but I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> I think camp started the following Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, you know, baby Bjorn and the, you know, kid learned to crawl. <laughs> there he in is the background over there. smiling. <laughs> um, Lots of I had. You've come a long way since we met you that first time. (laughs) You didn't say much. No. (laughs) Um, Lots. You know, I really have to give a shout out to every student and every parent that has been with me through the journey. Whether they're still with me now or they, you know, have moved on to something different, because there was always someone there to take my son. That and and if I needed to do something with their kids, they were like, "We'll take them. We'll take them." And from picking him up from daycare to getting him to school to you know doing his homework, feeding a bottle, it was you know it, it really took a village, and we say that a lot, right? Yeah. And just in eventing in general or, or horses in general, it takes a village, but it really took a village uh, with me and you know single mom and and a kid and. And not a lot of money. I mean, I... You know, a no. lot of people would make a lot of excuses why they couldn't move on with their with their goals and their dreams and run their business and just... I, To be honest with you, then, I don't know, looking back, that I had goals or dreams. I think it was that, if I'm being honest, that it was a spot, a time in my life that I was good at horses, right? I was good at dealing with kids, teaching kids, patience with the kids, which a lot of, you know, as you know, takes a lot. And I I don't think I really thought, I didn't have competition horses myself at that time. I would maybe get a youngster like the Mr. Mojo mm-hmm. horse and get them going, bop them around, you know, beginner, novice, novice, and move them on. Uh, I knew at the time I didn't have, you know, having groomed through the four-star level, I knew what it took. I, I was a part of the, you know, Heidi was shortlisted for the team. I got to be involved in all of that. And I, so I knew the dedication. I knew the finances. I knew the type of horse. I knew the training. And I just knew that was always my dream, right, as a kid growing up. That's, you know, oh, especially being with Bonnie and being with Heidi, being in Phillips Barn. I remember, you know, coming back and hearing stories from each of the Olympics and the WEGs. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was how could you as a kid not want that? And then and then I had my own child. And I, I didn't, those dreams just, I don't know that I ever said I, I didn't want it or I couldn't have it. I just knew it wasn't there. And so I actually had this awesome training program for kids and taught lots of lessons. And when we moved to Broad Run, I think we had, you know, 18 horses there. They were all boarders except for maybe two or three sales horses I would have at the time. These were your boarders? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All students of mine. Yeah, basically, you know, you, you weren't boarding with me unless you were training with me. So okay. I, I was never just a straight boarding facility. It's always been a training facility gotcha. because that's all I knew, right? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in basically from the time I knew anything, so 12, 13, riding with Bonnie through, you know, age of 23, being through Phillips Bar, and that's all I knew. So for me to 
someone wow. to get on just to go trail ride. Like that didn't exist to me, right? Yeah. So these kids, they we we evented and they did all kinds of shows all the time. And then um, I would say probably so we're in 2018. So 2008, um, Blake Howe came to me, and uh, you know he he was terrified of horses but loved the horses. How about that? And uh, <laughs> you know now he's he's getting ready to do his his move up uh, to training. Hopefully, knock on wood in May. That's at, awesome. At uh, Fair Hill, but um, you know they they had a dream as well, and it and that's Doug and Cindy. And it started with one horse and then, you know, one horse went to two horses and we made some mistakes along the way of, okay, well, you know, we had a great horse named Sergio that was great at the training level and below. And it was a phenomenal dressage horse and took me through second level rated shows with mm-hmm. scores in the high sixties and low seventies, which is incredible for that level. And, um, you know, sold him and, and yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there's a big gap in all of yeah. that. Yeah. Sorry. No, there's, there's a lot going on, but, yeah. but they're, the hows are major. They're, they're amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, they, so I got after broad run, I, uh, and they, so hows were there actually everybody, except for maybe one person that's with me now, two people were at broad run with me. So they've been, a lot of wow. people have been with me for a while. I have Kylie McGinnis who I think is 15 and she started riding when she was five and a half. Wow. with me as well mm. um you're starting them young starting them young That's yeah awesome. well uh, like as long as i can <laughs> I, I i back then you know before insurance was really a huge issue mm-hmm. i didn't care i had a kid i did lead lines right with my own kid so i had the pony right and we had this awesome bomb proof 30 year old that you know whatever and so i'd get people will you take my three and a half year old sure will you take my three and a half year old <laughs> <laughs> we'll swap um do you think today you can't do that with insurance yeah most insurances are six years old oh, right? really? okay. yeah unless you want to pay an arm and a leg and and then there's kind of requirements these days with okay if you take a younger kid then you need to have two people right you need to have a person at the pony's head and a person next to the mm. you know the kid's leg and and so gotcha. yeah it's a little more regulation today it is it's but a you lot. know you're still at, at three and a half four or five i mean you're lead lining you're yeah you're not cutting them loose on no, no, and and I mean it's I love the teaching and it's something I've I've done for so long that for me it's it you know comes second nature sometimes. That's so, that's awesome. Yeah, the um, you you talked about um, you know how how early on you didn't have a grand plan you just you did kind of what you knew I to was, make a living and all that yep. today. Do you have a, a plan? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear. What's the, what's the, yeah, we, what's the goals? Uh, I would say, uh, you know, we would love to be on a team. Is that right? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a barn full of some lovely horses, and, and Doug and Cindy continue to put some really nice ones underneath me. Now, the interesting thing with us, except for, the, except for Carter, who we bought as a six-year-old from uh, Jenny Brannigan that, you know, oh, okay. uh, she had taken him, I think, five or six prelims. So we had, we were just um, going, we had just sold Sergio, you know, so this horse that, I think I had five prelim starts, and if you look at the record, it was pretty much like elimination or fall off everyone. Oh. You know, and, and so I was like, wow, maybe I'm not cut out for this, right? Like, maybe I'm just a training-level rider. Maybe... I shouldn't be doing this. And Doug and Cindy had known me for a few years now and had seen me ride. I was breaking babies for the track and galloping racehorses. So they kind of saw that side of me. And I was riding with Boyd at that point um, because when I did get competition horses, I had gone back to Philip for help. And that's when Boyd had just started. And he said, ah, yeah, here's this guy from Australia. Ride with him. I'm like, okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And uh, looking back, I'm sure Boyd would think I was just crazy because I remember the one horse, Patero, that I took around pre-limit plantation Yo, oh, you think this is a good boy? Yeah, and I get done cross country, and he goes, "I don't know how you survived, mate." And I'm like, <laughs> "Great, you know." But so he's I, a wordsmith. I, yeah. <laughs> so we had a few horses that we tried, and it didn't really work. But I had really lost my confidence. So um, you know, Doug had reached out to Boyd, and they kind of talked, and 
And so we tried some horses, tried a few at Boyd's and we liked them and they were quite nice. And, you know, we, we, we knew we wanted more though. Like we wanted something that was going to take me past the intermediate. And um, I just needed to jump a handful of big jumps. And once I jumped, I was like, wow, this is cool. I was like, all right, let's go. So um, probably looking back at the time, you know, time, you know, we, we tried Carter. And I'll never forget the first cross-country school here with Boyd. I, I almost fell off. I mean, we jumped at two houses on an angle, two stride. And he, if anyone's seen Carter jump, you'd understand. But a horse has his own technique and almost got jumped out of the tack and held on and pulled up and you know I think Boyd said something along the lines Doug was there Doug Howe was there and Boyd said ah you know great she hung on (laughs) we're like well what do you think you know and so um it Carter's been that horse right that we all talk about that one horse that's kind of taken us somewhere and I would say that that would be that horse Uh, looking at the things that I'm doing with him I I did never think I could do it, right? And so now that I that he's given me that path, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Let's keep going. So the Howls have put a lot of these young horses underneath. We have a breeder, um, Jennifer and Armin and all, up at Dreams, Dreamscape Farm up in, um, oh gosh, like uh, Western Canada and Vancouver, I think it is. And we get them as yearlings, yearlings, two- and three-year-olds, unbroke. And we start them ourselves and and oh, wow. bring them up the levels. And that's what I like. I love working with the babies. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they're my kids. They're, you know, an extension of the family. So the, that no doubt horse that's been running around intermediate. Oh, you wow. know, I broke her as a three-year-old. Oh, wow. Where'd you learn how to break? Did you? So I think that that's like the cowgirl days, right? Back at Gateway, <laughs> going to riding these ponies bareback and halters and a lead rope and I mean, I was a yeehaw child. I mean, we used to go catch ponies and jump in between the fields over the fence line and, you know, just total barn rat, right? <laughs> you know, I'd be there every day of the summer and just come home. How about that? Yeah, so. That's awesome. Now, Carter, was he the horse that you um, rode in the inaugural Devon Arena Venning, yes. which you placed third? Yes. yes. So, Put you on the map. Yeah. I would say that. Yes. It was like a big... But last year was definitely a big year for us. Yeah. yeah. So what was that like, that atmosphere, being in Devon, mm-hmm. the arena venting, um, and like, do you plan on doing it again? Not going. I hope yeah. so. I, I was... Uh, I was talking to uh, the gal that organizes it and she asked if I was coming back and I said well hopefully I'll be back with two this year Um, it was a lot of fun so uh, you know I I grew up at Devon right and and going there and then LJ's um, uh, grandma ran the press box there so she yeah she's horse of Delaware Valley and so I would be there helping her with the press box so really knew the back end of Devon, right? And that? would even You go grew up on lemon lemon sticks. Well, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I actually think I like the French fries a little bit better. Is that right? And the fudge. And the little tea sandwiches are great. Uh, so, yes. So, in other words, she hates the lemon sticks. Yeah, I'm not a big like fan of the lemon sticks. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a big lemon stick fan. Can you yeah. tell me? Hey, it's got um, candy. Yeah, that night, it, that night was magical, right? I mean, we know, none of us knew what to expect. We had seen arena eventing from Europe and from the Canadian Royal Show, but we had no idea. We were told they were bringing in fences from Fair Hill, and we're like, uh, okay. And that it was going to go between the gold and, and the, the Dixon Oval, and we were like, well, okay, well, we'll figure it out. And we get there, and they're still doing jumpers, and then we just see a tractor trailer full of cross country fences, right? And we're used to getting to these shows and the course is set up and we're taking a peek before we're allowed to walk and then we're walking it umpteenth million times right. and you know, we kinda know the terrain and here we're on, you know, the this the Atwood footing or whatever footing that they have there and it's it was very cool. I, I had no expectations. I was just going and going to have a lot of fun with it that was a packed house too yeah. that was a, and it was a packed house uh in rain right, yep, that's yep. right. it was raining true eventing style but it was it was electric we, we were in the stands mm-hmm. and um there was actually a couple sitting behind us okay. and they they had no idea what eventing was oh, too funny. 
And um, they, they would go to the Devon Horse Show every year, mm-hmm. and they're like, what is this? And so we, we explained to them yeah. what eventing was, and, you know, there's Fair Hill, there's plantation in the area, right. and they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll check it out. Oh, that's cool, yeah. yeah. And that, I think that was the goal, right? Uh, Beth Lamont was the person that kind of, uh, she hunts with Cheshire, and I think she show jumps um, with Kevin, Kevin Babington. And she's the one that kind of brought the idea and, and to Boyd and to Philip, and then you know to the board at Devon, and so from my understanding is, is it's going to come back again this year, and it's going to be even a little bit bigger and better. I think uh, nice. two classes, two separate classes potentially. Oh, wow. I'm not sure, right. but that's kind of what I heard. Well, even last so. year they had Captain Mark Phillips. Yeah, course design. Design. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it, it was, wasn't, it wasn't thrown together. This was. It was Legit. very, yeah, it was, and, and I think this year it's there, you're going to have a lot more riders interested in going, um, yeah. it, and it was, and there's a little payday to it too. It was, it was, a, it was a nice payday. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, 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 you know, eventing is just, even if you're in Kentucky right. or, you know, the stands are always a little bit away, like in Devon, if people have never yeah. been to Devon, you are it's right up there. It's, it's, you're right up yeah. on the fence and it's, uh. It's a very intimate place in the middle of basically a city on the mm-hmm. main line. Yeah. People, you have to park your trailer down the, down at the, the shopping center down the road. I think we parked um, on McAdam, right? On concrete. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, I think it was Justine Dutton and I, we were in the same area. And we had to pretty much go cross country just to get to the showgrounds. It was like jumping a ditch, going through these oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? I mean, it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. my GPS once took me actually through a neighborhood. I was like, to oh, get there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, it was yeah. kind of wacky, but mm. well, we look forward to seeing you again Thank next you. year. Yeah. That was awesome. You took third place. Third place, yeah. It's awesome. uh, I think there was like five clean rounds all night long. The last fence was causing a lot of issues. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I like it. I know it's not real eventing. Like I get it, right? You know, but it's, it's not uh, where a sport's going to go. No. There's no concern right. about it going there. Exactly. It's just, so it's, it's kind of like, it's fun. It and was it, fun. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, I thought that Devin, you know, Devin did a very good, or Captain Phillips with that with those rings. I thought did a very decent job of keeping it safe mm-hmm. and in. You know, even though I had a little, I think, in the jump off a scary moment with the fox to the corner. The fox was, uh, in, a, yeah, he was yeah. in a tricky spot. It, it was. Actually, it wasn't on the original course map. So when we went in to walk the jump off, our eyes, I was walking with Boyd and, and, and I think Ryan was there and uh, Lillian was just walking around with us. And our eyes just took us. We just looped around to the fox to the corner because we just, that's what we thought. And Captain Phillips was there. I was like, oh, no, guys, look, the, the corner's flagged this way, so you're going to V back to it. And then we all walked it, and Captain Phillips was like, well, it's a, it's a good three. And we're like, works for us. So he actually changed the flags around. So it wasn't supposed to be that hmm. line. It just hmm. happened to work. How about that? I remember in the stand seeing Boyd have a little chat with... Yep, that's what it was about. And it was like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know who was chewing who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's, that's what it was about. It wasn't, it was a uh, last minute change of plan. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, so kind of going back to yep. here at the farm, mm-hmm. um, you, you said you're pretty much doing everything. Are you still like the, the, the everything? Do you have like... Uh, you know, no, no head groom, no... No head groom. Do you have working uh, students? I have, I have a, a group of... Everybody has to work, basically. Okay. Whether you're an adult or a kid. Uh, it's a big team. <laughs> My son's in the background <laughs> shaking his head, yes. Um, it, it's, a, it's a team here, right? And, and any barn I've ever been in, it's always been a team. So everybody helps everybody. And uh, yeah, I muck every morning and show mornings... You know, I've, I've, so I've got eight kids right now that ride, or eight students that ride with me, which is definitely down in numbers. It used to be up in the 20s. Wow. wow. But I've lessened it to concentrate more on my riding at the upper levels and developing these horses for Doug and Cindy. And so between, you know, the eight of them and myself, I, you know, we know the show schedule and we know every, you know, what's going to be and, I make the schedule, and so, you know, yesterday I went down, I, I flat with uh, Becky Lanquist Barlow, who's a Grand Prix dressage rider, and she teaches this time of year out of uh, Wyndham Oaks, which is down in Boyd's, Maryland, 
funny. And uh, it's a good two and a half hour drive. It's almost down to DC. So I knew I was going to be back late. So schedule, you know, two of the girls to work. So when I get home, I could still ride a few more and not have to worry about switching turnout or feeding or anything of the sort. So, so you, so it's kind of a, it's, it's a hybrid kind of system. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I don't know that I could do it any other way because growing up grooming for so long, right? I mean, when I, from the time I was 17 till, till 23, I didn't really have a horse that I competed. I, I, anybody that had a troublesome horse or something of the sort, I'd hop on that, but I was pretty much a groom. I took care of multiple horses for Heidi and I love that, right? I love the hands-on I wrap my own horses, you know, I'm the one giving them, you know, their Adequan or their allergy shots and trotting them up for the vet. And, and that's, I don't know I could do it any other way. And it's the same way at the shows too. I mean, I'll have a student go with me and help and that sort of thing, but I'm slapping the poultice on there and I'm wrapping the legs and feeling them. Wow. Cause it's You're learning it all. Yeah. Well, and it's what I, it's, it's what I know. And, and when I'm not doing it, I, everybody will tell you, you know, I get a little neurotic. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. You know, if someone else was riding Carter for a day or, you know, I had another student ride our young horse today and, Oh, you know, how was she? Oh, good. Oh, okay. Did you, you know, did you deal with her scratches? Did you do this? Did you do that? So, um, but then they all learn. And like I said, these, these kids have been with me so for a long the, time. Everyone who's working for you is learning the grooming side and they're learning it straight from yeah, you. And- yeah. And everybody rides everybody here, you know, but everybody, um, uh, chimes in to help get the horses done every day. Gotcha. So. And do you have any school horses or is pretty much everyone's horse there? Yeah. I used to have a bunch of school horses. So, um, I would say since we've moved here in 2014, each year I seem to dwindle it down a little bit. So we are down to, um, I just have three boarders here. One of them, you know, is, is Megan, who's been with me since she was four. And then another one is a straight dressage horse that I compete. Okay. And then I have one other student. Everybody else is a shipping. Um, wow. I have one little girl. I call her my mini-me. Uh, <laughs> her name's Ellie. I think she's 11 going on 30. And she rides the Howl's uh, pony, Drummy, who's oh, brought awesome. many of children up through the levels. Wow. He's 18. He was Blake's pony. How about that? And I think he's, he's had multiple horses or multiple riders on him. And then um, I, I guess I do have one horse that I have here, Swan, that Kylie rides um, that I own. I forget that I own her. But even, <laughs> even uh, LJ's pony, you know, he's he or she's uh, freely out to Anisha Del Duca over at Second Nature Farm, oh, okay. who has a huge lesson program that's amazing. And so Goldie gets to continue on to do lessons you know, she carried LJ around uh, first flight fox hunting for with Cheshire for a few years. That's why I want to talk to LJ about fox hunting. I've been seeing him. LJ, come on over here. Step right up. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> LJ's been keeping tabs, making sure mom's answering the questions. Right. right, come here over here. LJ. Oh, he's got a mouthful of he's food. He's got a mouthful of Amazing, right? Come he's on eating. now. This is your time to shine. Spotlight's on you. LJ, say hello to everybody. Hello. <laughs> So I've seen you out there fox hunting, LJ. Get a little closer here. I've seen you out there fox hunting. Yes, sir. How do you like it? It's really fun. Listen, this guy. I, <laughs> I told everyone earlier in the show that you were a pretty, pretty awesome fella. So I've been watching the pictures of this guy fox hunting, mm-hmm. looking very sharp out there in the tweed coat. You can really rock a tweed coat. I think it's the red <laughs> hair, the, the eyes. This guy looks like Prince Harry, let me tell you. Look out. So is the fox hunting something that you really like, or do you want to get into eventing, or do you just like um, just the fox hunting? You can be really, honest. I really am having fun with basketball. Ah. Uh, I think I can do something with basketball. Is that right? If I really put in the work. That's awesome. And I feel that I like fox hunting, or I'll just like hack a horse around, but... I'm not really big in, like, eventing. I'll help my mom out. But. He's my number one groom. Anybody that's seen me at a show sees this kid, basically. He's he's my groom, so. You're awesome, buddy. I've seen you on a lot of – mom's a very proud mom. I see lots of pictures on Facebook. Anyone who goes on Erica's Facebook sees you, and they're pretty happy. So we're all it's, – it's awesome that you're into the basketball and that uh, your mom said you're in, what, five leagues now? Three, I think. Three. Three, three, three leagues. Oh, my year, goodness yeah. gracious. How tall are you? 
Um, five. He's he's he has me in height. He's yeah. five two, and five, two. Uh, he's 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 gonna be tall. My dad's over six foot, so I think he's gonna have his height by uh, the kid's twelve and a half, and he's already what are you in a size eleven shoe? I don't know. I, I feel like I buy <laughs> sneakers every two months, so nice. something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, best of luck with you in your basketball career. Thank you. Awesome. Keep practicing hard, buddy. Thank this you. A, this is a good young man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping tabs on us. He's been watching over there, making sure that... He keeps tabs on his mom 24-7. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> he, uh, you know, even today, which is, is fun, he... LJ really takes an interest to the horses, so he'll come over. He does all the videos for me with my lessons with Boyd or jumping the young horses, and I send the videos back to Doug and Cindy. And uh, even today, we were, I was riding one of our young horses, uh, our four-year-old Sky, and I, as soon as I walk in the barn, I hear him pitter-pattering down the steps. So his desk is right there, and he does a school, and he can keep an eye on me while I'm riding. <laughs> and he comes out, oh, Mom, Sky looked good. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been watching me now for quite a long time, so he'll even be my eyes on the ground jumping some days. Awesome. And he'll set the fences, and, Mom, that didn't look so good. I, I, think, <laughs> I think you picked a little too much there, Mom. You shouldn't have added that one. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good. Keeping her honest. Yeah, good man. Honest. That's awesome. Well, well, hopefully maybe one day, maybe one year, we get a mom and son, wow. same Olympic year. Wow. At the Olympics, different sports. Oh, okay. Different sports. Yeah. Yeah, different sports. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. LJ, we doing the hoops? Unless you want to start taking up basketball. Yeah, no, I, no, my basketball days are over. Um, yeah, you know, he invented early on, uh, and then he, in the last two years, really got into basketball. And you know, not that I wouldn't push anybody into riding, but it is LJ. You want to go grab that? This, I, I think that this sport and this business is very difficult. And any of my kids that are here will tell you that I say go to college, go to college. You know, get that degree. The horses aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, since you know, I didn't finish college. I did take. Um, I did go through. I think my junior year down at U of D, University of Delaware, for biochemistry. Nonetheless, <laughs> I know. Don't ask me anything about it now because <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but you know, since then, I've gone back and done some online classes and this, that, and the other. But. Um, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's doing basketball. I'm glad he's, you know, doing his being his own person. Yeah, and, yeah that's and, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's and yeah, you know, you can he can go fox hunting, have some fun. Exactly. And, I think he went closing day fox hunting. He took Drummy out, and he hadn't been fox hunting since Christmas Day. So typical, typical boy, right? Uh, could get on after three months of not riding. Get on, go jump some three-row po- you know, fences, and <laughs> go out for three hours and come back and go play basketball for two hours. Solid. To be Solid. 12 again, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no fear, no fear. No fear, for sure. Um, so, so we talked about the goals a little bit. Yeah. The, you know, you'd like to be on a team. Mm-hmm. That would be so awesome. It would be, it would be mm-hmm. just fantastic. It would be fun. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. be, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I would love to go overseas, right? We've talked about that, Doug and Cindy and I, eventually to, you know, get a handful of horses and go over there and oh. compete over there. Like, the sky's the limit. That and, is awesome. And yeah. they're wow. very supportive and very, very into it. They're very hands-on owners. That's fantastic. And uh, absolutely love it. So. Good for you. so we have lots of, this is just like. The tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg. Yeah. This is the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of funny because, you know, we met you so many years ago right. that it feels like, while you're very youth like young looking and you're young but you're young but you've been out there for so long yeah but I haven't I was just thinking about this uh prior to you guys coming because I was like oh what kind of questions are they going to ask me I didn't archery questions yeah (laughs) who would have thought right um I didn't do my first um FEI event was on Carter and that was uh, so that would have been um 2015 you know the one the CIC one star I think we did four or five CIC one stars and then, you know, then went to, uh, Virginia. So, I mean, and he's the first one I've gone intermediate on and the first one I've gone advanced on. And so, you know, I, even though I've been around for a long time, I, the upper levels is definitely something that's, that is new. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, it's, uh, I think it's I think it's awesome. You have a team behind you. You have a great business. You have a great place where you're at. You you couldn't be situated any better no, as far as. No, it's great. Now, is Boyd your coach for? Yep. Yeah, Boyd. Uh, Boyd is my coach for the jumping portions for sure. Um, and but you know, and he he definitely pushes me to to keep learning from others, right? As well. So I spent um, I spent I guess winter of 2014-15 down in Ocala with Scotty Keach, and actually, uh, and Boyd will say this too. You know, thank you. I think his comment was, "Thank God you went to see Scotty because I couldn't help you jump." Um, but I couldn't see, you know, something funny. I couldn't see a distance in show jumping to save my life. I mean, I pa- I hate, talk about a phase I did not like. I did not like show jumping. I will gallop down to anything, but show jumping fences used to scare the bejesus out wow. of me. Wow. Because they could fall down. That scared me. <laughs> well, you know what I find very interesting about Boyd? Um, the, this is the guy that's been to two Olympics, right. two WEGs, mm-hmm. Pan Am gold medalist. Yep. And he has no problem with telling you who his coach is. No, and no. And I got a lesson here. and. Yeah. And putting videos up of him yep. getting a lesson, uh, you know, with Marilyn Payne or yep. Richard Pickin, and yeah. um, there's so many people with egos that would never, no, yeah, you know, they would rather rather make it look like they are the the hot tamale, the one and only, yeah, mm-hmm. and even um, you know, so I Dean read with Boyd since he went down to Aiken in January 1st, right? I've been up here, so I've ridden a few times with Jimmy Wofford. But pretty much just ticking along on my own and going to see Becky for the dressage. So, uh, you know, Boyd was up and I couldn't make a jump school with him because I had already committed a month prior to, you know, riding with Jimmy when he came up here. And and I said that I was like, oh, you know, I already committed. And he, he said, mate, you never, never be worried about telling me you're going to ride with someone else. Like, kudos to you. Keep learning. And and that's what I love about about him and, and his program that he has. And that's why we bought this farm. I mean, I went through two years or three years where I was back living at home with my parents in LJ for financial reasons and just training out of different barns with all of my students. The gypsy life. The gypsy life, right? <laughs> and um, and we were down in Aiken. Cindy Howe was down there. And the, the farm we had rented uh, was the, the house was right there with the horses. And I was in heaven again, right? I loved it. It had been couple of years since I had lived where my horses were and I was riding with Boyd at the time and I'll never forget she asked she was like you know you miss this don't you and I said I do I, I I miss taking care of my own horses I miss being here and I say my own horses they're their horses but they're like right, my kids sure. right and so um we looked we looked at quite a few farms but we we pretty much bought this farm for the location of being and training with Boyd so wow. and it's yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous oh, thank mm-hmm. you. you know yeah. I mean it's that from from the outside to yeah. the inside is yeah, it's yeah. a fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. a fairy like, tale. I call it my little piece of heaven. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Well, that's beautiful. So, do you have any tips for any young riders wanting to make it in this business? The the time and the work that goes into it, and I'm not talking about just the riding. Um, you know, I'm I'm talking about going and setting fences for people, mm-hmm. going and watching and learning and and from different people competing is great I mean going out there and competing is phenomenal but you have to be willing to put the time in I mean you guys know you have a son who's a working student and I saw him up here all winter long you know driving at 4 30 at night in the dark and hacking down the road to the indoor and I'm like oh my gosh it's like zero degrees now Joey (laughs) you know but that's it's it's and patience and time and if you think you're struggling then it's okay keep struggling keep picking away at it like follow that dream but also don't forget about life too Mm -hmm. and I I would say you know looking back thank god I had a son when I did or a kid when I did because he kind of grounded me right and even though this sport is phenomenal and we have our goals you know you still have this little person right that's you're responsible (laughs) for and Sometimes you do have to put your dreams or you have to figure out how to make it all work. Um, but the, I, would, I would definitely say the, de- the dedication and to cleaning tack, to mucking stalls, to you know, clipping. Like No one's above anything. Like Do it, and you will have something special with your horse. And then, in turn, your horse will most likely do a little bit better job for you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's super 
awesome advice. Awesome. So, um, you know, we like to make sure that we recognize any sponsors that you might have or anybody like that. Are you yep. sponsored up? I, I am. Would you like uh, to? Yeah, like Super. shout out to, you know, we ride in Debuku Saddles and uh, their bridles. And then uh, C4 belts. So everybody in the barn has the the oh. Erica Nestler Equestrian C4 belt, which you is fun. You have your own Erica Nestler Yeah, they're C4. fun, right? Yeah. You, you, I don't, I gotta, I gotta I, see this. I have one for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know if they make them in my waist size. Oh, uh, they do. Husky you just, fella. Yeah, husky fella. no, they come. They, I think they, uh, do like, they come with extensions? <laughs> oh, no, they, they, it's, it's one size fits all. We just cut it down for okay. everybody. Um, yeah, so C4 belts. Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> I'll oh get goodness. you a new one. Uh, <laughs> that's his tiny waist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Should we take a picture of the thing? Um, <laughs> um, yep, and then, uh, you know, sponsored by a great uh, pad company for the horses, uh, Lessa Equine Products. Uh, they have an interesting story. Her her dad, they're based on a Malvern, Malvern local company, and her dad manufactures all of your seat cushions and safety harnesses for amusement parks worldwide. And oh, so okay. she's used that technology that's protecting, you know, your brain on those up and down roller coasters and stuff and made them into back pads for horses, shock wow. absorbing back pads. Yeah. Um, and they're super, super thin. You know, you wouldn't think that they What's this called? Lessa, L E S A Equine Products. Wow. So yeah, phenomenal company. Uh, and uh, you know, love them. And let's see, uh, gumbits, you know, horses every day, every horse. What is a what is gumbits? Um, Are they like a tr- like what is, is it? So a it's like little bee like these little tiny ball so to speak like look like little like uh bb pellets right okay but they're it's beeswax covered with almost uh like salt do you know those little remember those little um buttons on the paper oh, yeah, yeah. Buttons? yeah so they kind of taste like that oh, and okay. so the the thought behind it is is that you feed it to your horse and it keeps them from grinding and they salivate and so do you give it to them while they're tacked up or no before i put the bridle in they all get their little handful of gumbits and they all chew it and lick them all up some of them like carter will lick them off the floor if he drops them <laughs> do you think that would work for a horse that sticks his tongue out would that happen you think that we've would tried that we have one of those swan is that okay so we've tried everything with swan okay yeah so i don't help. have any Does, answers for swan. you and men <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know i don't have any answers for joe and men well, i've um, seen the gum bits and i i, I just never picked them up but i i, yeah. I know no, a lot it's of a great product yeah. yeah um and then uh, sponsored by top Rail tack Okay, uh, everybody cool. knows, you know, Topperell Tack and Joe that mm-hmm. travel around to all the horse shows or all the horse trials up and down the East. Wow. Uh, oh, there's there. a gumbit. Oh, wow. You can eat. It's, it's like um, like little beeswax. Oh, He's going to start sal- salvaging. Oh, my God. I'm drooling. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last year I picked up a really cool sponsorship, uh, JPC Equestrian. So that's your equine guitar line, your tough rider line. Is that Mary Grace? Mary Grace. Uh, yeah, she's a local rep. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, she's the rep for our area. So ride, ride in them, which is great. And then equine couture. So you were like, that's like fancy. That's a very nice it's, looking. Yeah. Stuff. You know, it's 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 the the nice thing about it is the price point, right? Is very reasonable. So good price point, but amazing product, right? I mean, like the jacket that I wear. Um, that has like this white pinstripe on it. I mean, it looks as nice as my animal jackets, and it's. I think it retails for like one fifty, right? And it goes in my washing machine, which is awesome. <laughs> nice. right? No more dry cleaning, so you gotta love that. Um, no, they're a great company, and from socks to to shirts to show jackets, you name it, they have it. Uh, and then feed company. Uh, started with Kevlar Feed last year, and I cannot say enough about them and about Laura, who was the rep, um, Brinson, and then also Peter Bolin, who's the CEO. I mean, he came out to the farm and did an analysis of all of the horses and got them all on their individual feeding program, and I also used their supplements and a lot of their care products for the coat and stuff, so... Uh, it's kind of like one-stop shopping. Awesome. And yeah. everything they have is, everything is FEI approved. I remember yes, sitting in on one of yes. their lectures. And... Yep. So he, Peter Bolin used to um, 
do run a bunch of five-star show jump um, over in Europe, show jumper shows over in Europe. So he sits on the FEI board. So everything that all of their products are already FEI approved. You don't have to worry about it. And if I have a question, I'm like one text or email away and boom, I've got an answer. Wow. Not just for my vet, you know, Mark Donaldson from Unionville Equine, who is an FEI vet, but I'm getting it from someone that, that is telling me, you know, he sits on the FEI board and runs all this stuff through. So Hmm. I'm like, you know, feel a little happier about that, especially with, you know, you just don't know. I don't know. I'm never going to understand all of it. Right. So go with them. Um, uh, I mean, lots of companies that support us that, you know, like from back on track to Charles Owen. So now is there, is there that one dream piece of, tech you're missing that you would love to get a sponsor for or something that you'd love (laughs) that you would you would love to be like oh my gosh I would love you know how all of my sponsorships have have come about and all of these all the companies that support me is uh I didn't search for them I didn't go out I I don't think I think JPC was the only one that I actually wrote a letter wanting them Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody uh, they were products and things that I was already using and awesome. you know going to the shows you got in with the sales reps and and you know i they came to me so that was that's that great. was great awesome um so that's been that's been fun cool could use some could use some uh you know uh clothing uh laundry detergent right you <laughs> 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 could get some tide <laughs> going that well, that's kind of what we're trying to do so, is we yeah. want to try to bring in out so we want to hopefully major league eventing to try to start reaching out more to the outside right world which would be great yeah Yeah, well you know that's that's wonderful that you know we all need these products but you know what we do need tide as a matter of fact like i was talking to somebody somewhere like we need oxyclean right (laughs) to like sponsor an event you know i mean look at our trucks yeah i mean ford gmc you name it like come on guys (laughs) well the the western folks have a lot of that yes and and, um you know we, we just need to start getting it out open there up, yeah. so, so and that's then, kind of what we're hoping to do is hopefully open up a open little bit that, of the, yeah and then I have to give a shout out so then uh, in about a, I guess a year and a half ago I you know being a mom right and and as I'm getting older I remember having a phone conversation with my mom like mom staying fit isn't as easy anymore like I gotta work at staying fit and, and riding horses isn't enough right we mm-hmm. talk about you know our horses are athletes they do trot sets they hack they gallop they this they that and for, you know, a rider, I'm a firm believer in, in time in the tack is not enough. You've got to couple that with something else. And I think it's it's riding, or it's it's riding, it's fitness, and it's nutrition. And uh, someone, I mean, I know myself, I didn't have to think about nutrition. I never had to think about what I ate. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever, you know, lived on Diet Coke. And then I think I hit like 35, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like, what's going on? And so got into nutrition and actually partnered with some great people. And we have um, uh, we have our own website. It's called Fit in the Saddle. Fit in the Saddle. Fit in the Saddle. Awesome. Yeah. And we, you know, promote, um, you know, nutrition and also, you know, getting you fit for riding in the saddle. And we have kind of geared it. The nutrition is geared for anybody. But we've kind of, there's three or four of us horse people, and we've kind of geared it towards awesome. horse people. So, yeah, so that's been fun, too, and that brings in a little income on the side. Sure. So yeah. I've been able to, you know, supplement the the lessening all of the students that I have to concentrate on my riding. I still had to fill a gap for that college for the kid, right? Yeah. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Heck so, yeah. Yeah. So that's So it's fun. called Fit in the Saddle. Yep. Fit in Is the that, saddle. like, the website? Yep, too? that's the website. Fit yeah. in the Saddle. Okay. Yeah. So they can just go on there, and yeah, then you'll work on, on. Yeah, we have a Facebook page as well. Super. Yeah. And then you'll 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 work on the nutrition side and setting up a like yeah, a like a fitness yeah. schedule. Yeah, actually, Linda Linda Brown, who's Boyd's personal trainer, does you know some trainings and stuff. So. Um, awesome, yeah. super. So look out for that, folks, too. Yeah. Um. So, is there any any last parting words that you have, and and then how can people? You know, stay in touch with you, your social medias, your website, anything like that. Um, that So actually, yeah, working on redoing the website, you know, that was one of the things that I I did myself and I guess I didn't keep up with it and I got some sort of uh, back office virus. So yeah, right. 
Uh, so actually, uh, working, uh, I believe Amy Jugru is actually going to do my website for me. Oh, nice. So yeah, she's a very close friend, and uh, so was uh, talking photographer to the stars, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> she is. Yes, she is. She goes all over the place. Um, so uh, yes, and then social media, obviously, either Erica Nestler on Facebook or Ian Equestrian or Erica Nestler Equestrian on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Um, and I would say, you know, the, the other thing that I, I think in this, you know, kind of morphing from teaching, I think we were, I counted up one time that I was teaching almost 30, 40 lessons a week, you know, wow. three years ago. Right. And to now I teach like eight a week. Um, I taught some clinics this winter and really, really enjoyed that and, and liked that. And I know I've talked to, um, I've talked to the gals down at Loch Moy about clinicking there and even doing a clinic at Fair Hill. Oh, awesome. And nice. so, um, you know, anybody that is interested in a clinic, you know, travel. I'm, I love traveling, so I'll go anywhere. Oh, super. And, you know, would really like to to do that. So how are... Um, are your 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 full time students are kind of your those slots are kind of where you like it right now? Or are you taking? Yeah, I, I will always take shippings. Okay. Yeah, I have lots of people uh, that ship in with me from pony jumpers to I have a gal that does side saddle that brings her side saddle horse here and jumps side saddle in the ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, love love the shipping lessons, and uh, you know we'll take those unless it was more just the number of horses here. Uh, we're down to you know to twelve and and uh, you know kind of always bringing up a few youngsters and that sort of thing to see where they are and then we make a decision as they go along if we're selling them. So we always usually have one or two for sale. We actually have one over with Boyd right now for sale, and then one of our four-year-olds who I think is going to be a great little event horse. Uh, we'll probably sell her just because I don't need to keep them all. So the ones that are for sale, what what want to tell us about them? Sure, yeah. One of them uh, that's over at Boyd's right now, her name is Basil. Uh, super flashy, chestnut mare, four white socks up to the knees and hocks. I mean, chrome for days. Nice. And uh, I think Mike, uh, you know, who rides for Boyd, is going to mm-hmm. take her beginner novice at Plantation and I think MCTA. So uh, he's been, I guess we sent her down to Aiken in January just because it was so cold up here and she, of all of them, needed to keep going because she was the greenest of the bunch um and so yeah great jumper and so we'll see you know see what happens so anyone that you know is interested can reach out to myself or to mike or boyd and i think they're going to have a ad up here shortly for her super Uh, and then we have a a four-year-old who's actually half sibling to her um, that i you started i started both of them actually have had them both since they were yearlings and uh, she's going to, we'll pr- probably keep her for a little bit and get her going and then market her. Gotcha. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, if anyone, <clears throat> if anyone needs to, they're, they're shopping for a horse, hit you up or at yeah. clinics. There's lots of awesome um, opportunities for, 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 for clinics and yeah, I, uh, it's I fun. It's, it's, I like going and, and seeing the riders and. You're always learning, right? Even as a clinician, you're always learning about someone else's program and how they do things and how they teach. And, you know, I don't know. I just, it's, for me, it's a lot of fun. And I love, awesome. love how, I love mm-hmm. the teaching. I, I will say that that's always been a passion of mine. And so. Well, if anyone's watched like the major league training and they saw <laughs> just how, you know, uh, thorough you are coaching that and you've coached our son a little bit yeah. in, in the past and, um, so you definitely get our seal of approval for, oh. for coaching. <laughs> so, well, I yeah. think um, I think we've kind of covered it all, yeah. Karen. What do yeah, you think? I think so. Erica? Yeah, we just thank, you to, well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for you. having us. Fun. And, and uh, we, we really enjoyed meeting up with you. And best That's of luck nice. with the, thank you much. With yeah. the future. So, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing Podcast on Stitcher. Also, if you'd like to recommend any future guests or have any questions, you could contact us at majorleagueventing at gmail.com.